Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Latham Woodward, your host tonight on Dazed and Infused. Today, we're very, very fortunate to have Larry Wu, co-founder of Stonebush Beverage Company. I hope I got that right, Stonebush Beverage Company. And they're a maker of a rather pink-looking drink with THC in it, but it's a really interesting bottle and great-looking graphic. Larry, welcome to Dazed and Infused. Hey, thank you so much. Glad to be here. Well, it's, it's nice to have you here. And I I uh, kind of said your drink was super pink. It is very pink. It's a <laughs> great little kind of, uh, I would call it like almost Rastafarian fun looking bottle. And great. It looks like it has an outer package too. Is that correct? Yes. And again, that's all part of that. Um, I guess the, the laws in California, you have to, you can't have clear packaging. Right. Product. So a lot of people have been either painting their bottles or putting them in some sort of sleeve, or in our case, it was just easier to put it in a nice bottle that fits perfectly on shelves. So, and you're right, it makes a statement. I, I like your Rastafarian description, but we did want to portray this whole idea of fun, you know, and, yeah. and taking that avenue in kind of presenting our cannabis product, right? So, no, you can I think you've be, done it. it yeah, looks you can good. either be. Yeah, you can either be super serious with being, trying to be a wine, you know, and then with cannabis, or in our case, I think we just want to be cannabis and has been carried in wine. So so typically, would people drink this over ice or just straight up like wine? Or You, you can do it anyway. And we even have some recipes that we've done at tastings for people with a little soda or, right, so add a little carbonation to it, or you can mix it pretty easily. Right on. But well, on if you're listening night, at home, sorry, Larry, go ahead. It, you know, it's just good. It's a good sipping wine, or it's good on ice or mix. Right on. And if you're listening at home, the address is stonebush.com, S T O N E B U S H.com. So you can take a look at it while we're talking here. Larry, what is your historical relationship to cannabis? Why don't you tell the people at home where you Yeah, so. I've been, a, I, let's say, can I say I've been a lifelong um, uh, experimenter of cannabis, right? So <laughs> I, I think early on. and I This is the of, show to do it, Larry. Yeah, I kind of, I was raised military brat style, right? All over the world. My dad worked for the government, so all over the place. So you could, it was hard to risk it then, but we, you know, when, when I was living in the Middle East, it was very readily available on the Navy base, right? So oh, like, like shisha or that kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, really good Turkish yeah. hash. I mean, and it was cheap. We used to oh, get, yeah. we used to get a big brick for 20 bucks and try to finish it that weekend, you know, kind of. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so when you Old had school. it, you burned, when you had it, you burned it, right? And then, right. Uh, so then uh, at college, kind of the same thing. And then once I got out of school, I was in corporate America and we had a lot of random drug testing. And so I kind of had to stay away from it for a long time, but I'm going to say maybe 
10 years ago, I, I started uh, getting back into it personally. And a lot of it was medical marijuana driven, you know, right. and that, you know, I'm, I'm a boomer. I'm not, I hope I'm not an okay boomer, quote unquote, but I kind of want to think I'm a little cooler than that, but um, still, you I sound had fine, Larry. Medical issues, right? <laughs> the bad knees, the bad back, and yeah, and there's a lot of good that comes from cannabis use in that regard for me, pain management, etc. Cetera, oh, et so, you, you know, I'm I'm just a little younger than you, and um, I've recently, within the last six months, started on a, a THC, like an eighteen to one uh, CBD to THC or THC to CBD. And I, I do it at night now. And I swear a lot of my pains and joint issues have gone away. And oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's incredible to me yeah. that it actually works. And, and it's it, right now it, it's all um, anecdotal because they really haven't allowed good research to be done on, on, on it. Right. Because of the right. federal, the federal, um, I guess position. Shall we well, say? I, I prefer anecdotal rather than apocryphal because, you know, it's like at least yeah. with anecdotal stories, you know, that it's something, there's some truths in there. Right. And it's not just a made up tale. Right. And it's coming from people that you might trust, you know, right. other family members or someone that, you know, you know, and you would think, why would they use cannabis? And they'll tell you, Hey, it really helps with my arthritis, it really helps with sleeping. It really helps sleep, with, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You can just start listing them all the reasons why it's beneficial. So. You know, I was talking to someone that she's um, experimenter as we call her. The, the big difference for me with especially a tincture at night is I get the deepest REM sleep I've had in years. And I sometimes will wake up after six hours, seven hours of sleep. And I'm like, I'm, I'm awake. Right but yeah. I've had the most restful sleep and it's made a huge difference in my life and my energy. So if you're listening out there, try it. You got nothing to lose. <laughs> For me, one, I think one of the big positive effects besides the pain management, I actually get very focused, uh, you know, when, when oh, I'm, definitely. when I'm um, partaking and I can actually get a ton of stuff done. Some of the yeah. best, writing I do. And, you know, maybe it's, I don't think it's, it, maybe it's not that good, but I think I'm actually accomplishing a lot and getting a lot of work work done, you know? So for me, it's, it's got a, that plus benefit. Yeah. You know, I'm besides, with you on that one, brother. Besides helping. So. Okay. So now let's get into drinks, right? Just the general talk about drinks. We have been seeing um, sugies and our brand of sugar and agave syrup that's out here in California. We've been noticing a really big trend, and we're doing a big event in LA in two days, of millennials moving away from alcohol and moving to cannabis mocktails or can of tails and drinks like yours. Have you literally seen this out there occurring right now in the market? Absolutely. There's, you know, Stonebush is one of the things that I do, uh, not just in cannabis, but even in the, in the beverage world. And we're seeing that in terms of what is it called um sober the sober conscious or sober uh interest there's there's people out there that are and mostly younger people that are looking to do away with the negative health aspects of alcohol and but they still want to be social they still want to enjoy their time with their friends and so it becomes another option you know a little cannabis infused beverage 
it makes a big so, difference. It, yeah, it you, makes a huge it, difference. It brings the social aspect back to people who are sober, right? Absolutely. Well, so-called sober, because I don't equate drinking um, cannabis infused or smoking with alcoholism. I, I personally have quit smoking for years, um, in, uh, you know, two years, and then come right back to it. And it, there was no hangover. There was no after effects. There was nothing. It was just, I stopped, right? And when I travel to Europe and things for years, I didn't bring anything with me, you know, and it's super easy. But now if you're out with your friends and you're drinking and they're drinking and you want to have a cannabis cocktail, you can sit there and, and have a great time with them. And I think that's what we're experiencing on our side too. And I'm sure you are too with stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. Describe the taste to our audience. We've got about a minute left in the segment. So I've read some stuff, but why don't you describe it to us from a taste profile? So I, I'm going to say it's it was patterned after like a like a literally a French rosé wine. Oh, perfect. So French rosés are a little different than California rosés. They're not Dry. as fruity. They're not as strawberry. They're going to be more of a acidic with a little floral aftertaste, and that's exactly what we went for. So we started with a really good wine that we could buy, and okay. then of course you have to be out the take the alcohol out. We call it de-alking, right? You spin uh, and it. Then, you spin then it you, off. And then you, yeah. From, you know, from, um, there's a company in Northern Cal that's, man, that's mm -hmm. kind of what they're known for. Yeah. Then we can formulate back the notes that we think we want back in there that represent that good French rosé style. So it would have that little dry and be kind dry, of a yep. little, little bitter taste, a little teeny bit. Yeah, still and we get, we're getting that. We'll get that from the cannabis as well. But so it really is, it's that dry, it's that um, floral kind of note that you would not expect from, say, a, Cal, a, a typical California right rosé. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're going to finish the first segment here and we're going to come back with Larry Wu and talk more about Stonebush. We're going to talk more about cannabis cocktails and we're going to talk more about the cannabis industry. So, Stay tuned. We'll be right back to Dazed and Infused. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome got to Cannabis Confidential. Oh, <laughs> you got me again. All right. Uh, I got you again. You got me again. Welcome to Cannabis okay. Confidential. Ah! <laughs> hey, we did it. We did it. Yeah, Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling. With the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on The Cutting Edge of Cannabis. 
Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Days and Infuse. I'm Latham Woodward, your host. Tonight, we have Larry Wu with us from Stonebush Beverage Company. Larry, welcome back. Thanks. It's good to be back. Right on. Um, so let's, let's just talk about your take. We're going to get back to the subject we were just on, actually. What is your take on the current acceptance of, of drinks and THC drinks in the market? Are you having the same issues, perhaps, in the retail space that I'm having, where there's a very not super receptive uh, viewpoint from dispensaries in taking on new products that they don't understand. Yes. And, and I think I would go even further. I think there's a feeling, I get a feeling that a lot of the dispensaries, whoever's doing the buying doesn't want to take the time to really get to know the products that they should be offering. Meaning Oh, I've never heard it's that easier. before, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier for them to <laughs> say no or not even answer their phone or take an appointment. Or answer an email A freaking email. They can't even reply to a freaking email, right? So It's it, crazy. And I, I think they feel like they have a lot of control over it, but I think it's kind of a, a negative control aspect in that you're not going to get the best products that your customers might want you to carry Without no, it, right? So, and and that's what we're finding. So it's it's hard to get the appointments. It's hard to get the placements, yeah. and it's hard to get them to follow up and do give you any data. You know, well, <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm just hoping it's not in like a Southern Wine and Spirits. Um, I did say your name, Southern, and or Young Brothers, where they bring in the book and it's like, well, you got to take all this or you can't get this kind of thing. And I'm just hoping that most distributors aren't doing that right now because it's a very slippery slope. And you become very indentured to your yeah. distributor if you are a dispensary. So hopefully some of you people who aren't dispensary owners, buyers, managers, you're listening to this right now and saying, we're all running up against this. And the pre prevalence of flour and vape and the rest of this thing, that's to me, at least in our company, that does not represent the future of cannabis. The spectrum represents the future of cannabis, like more like a grocery store. Would you agree? Absolutely. It's going to, and they'll, I, I'm hoping they'll be as big as grocery stores. In Absolutely. The future, you know, where, where you can, you can have a plethora of choice and experience really. And right. You know, up and down the value chain as well. And, and I think it can't be so much profit driven as, you know, what is a good experience for consumers when they walk through your, your dispensary. Yeah. Well, let's go to the next subject. And based on your experience and what you're hearing out in the field, I'm hearing a lot about 2020 is the year of the edible. Are you hearing this too? Absolutely. You know, I and do. again, it's from clients that I have and, you know, other sources, but it seems like everyone is asking me to start developing new things, right? That's new cool. things out there. And and, and again, it's, a, you know, my, my background, I'm a food scientist. And I think that's the skill set that's kind of missing. You know, I, I've, I've heard one of your podcasts on the chef or the culinary side, but 
really, if you think about the cannabis industry and where it was historically, it was more like kitchen developed edibles. Yeah. And it's got to leap forward into plant or processed foods kind of activity with that depth of engineering and science and, and chemistry, et cetera, et cetera, to make things the right way. So I, I think it's only the, the opportunity there for edibles is humongous if we do them right, right? Right. Well, that leads me to my next question, Larry, and that is, how necessary are traditional business types in cannabis? Now, I came from manufacturing in the construction, and I like for me, I did Pete's Coffees, all the stores in the United States for years in my field. I did all the restoration hardwares, and I came to it from a very business-like manufacturing background. And I'm seeing the necessity for real business. It was a fear for a while, but now I think it's just like it's gotten out of control. We've got to get some controls going that not regulates the industry, but makes it something that people can navigate in a rational fashion. Yeah. I, it, unfortunately on radio, you can't see, or on a podcast, you can't see me nodding my head to everything that you were saying. <laughs> so I'll tell you, I've been nodding my head when you were talking because that's, and that's kind of how I got into it. I wanted to approach the extraction side of it from a more scientific um, and engineering uh, area. And that morphed into, Oh man, they don't even know how to develop products to, to meet, you know, the needs. And so then it's, it's morphed into that. And then, you know, jumping on board with a company like Stonebush where everyone in our background, you know, everyone's background there is from the traditional beverage and alcoholic beverage side. You know, we've all that's, got experience in that. That's great. So, and I love hearing that. And I wish, I actually wish more people from um, the wine industry would start taking a little more seriously as, as we all know, and I'm sure you do too, the, the wine business is kind of a, kind of a little bit of a Ponzi scheme because there's a lot of grape out there and there's a lot of bottles <laughs> and there's a lot of brands out there. Are you nodding Larry? Yes, I'm nodding <laughs> quietly, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, um, a lot of valuable people, especially on the marketing and the retailing side in the wine business need to come over especially in, in the edible and drink market yeah. because it, it, invaluable resources really. Yeah. So someone was asking me at a, we were at, my wife and I were at a party and someone was asking me what the difficult part about the marketing side of it, you know, they were a marketing person. And I said, thinking about this way, the original marketing was about, you know, Maui, Waui and, you know, BC bud and kind of trick names that we came up with for varietals a flower. And that's hard to market to, you know, the normal consumer (laughs) who's, who wants new and improved or, you know, more value for your dollar or something like that. That's what they're more used to. So brand building, there aren't any cannabis brands out there. So you really got to build every brand up as if it were quote unquote, a national brand and it, and it was only available, but it's only available in your state, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, I, I mean, there's got to use those traditional brand building ways and start coming up with real brand names like Shuggies and like Stonebush and et cetera, et cetera, that you can start yeah. building value around. Hey, I'll give it, I'm going to give a shout out to cookies brands because we are carried in a couple of their stores and they've done a wonderful job in their branding and their marketing. Their dispensaries can be, you know, better, but you know, they're a great brand and they're doing a good job. So props to them. Um, 
What do you think the direction is this year and next year for the food and beverage space in cannabis? Where are we going? More drinks, more edibles, more soft candies, more hard candies. You know the space. What do you think? I'm thinking it's going to be other traditional type foods, right? Mm, so cool. maybe topically dusted chips or popcorn or something like that where, you know, you get the munchies when you're eating, when you're eating something like that. But in the, in the beverage world, I think you're going to see brands crossing. And, and this is something that we're purposed to do as well this year. Is we're going to cross mainstream into more hemp or CBD based around the same brand name, Stonebush. So it'll have a, um, say, naturally, nat- nation, nationally marketed product, but it'll mm-hmm. also have regional THC products. And I, oh, think yeah. that's, I think that's what's going to happen. You're going to... We need that in-between product to get maybe people used to that whole idea. I'm nodding my head right now, Larry. State. I'm sorry? I'm nodding, I'm nodding my oh, head good. right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking the same language, definitely. Um, and conversationally, we um, after we get off the air, I will talk to you about some things we're doing um, that I think you'd be very um, important at. And uh, I think it would be a good thing going forward. It, cool. One of the big subjects within the last 30 seconds we have here on this segment is we've been talking a lot to people like Rachel Burkhans and Jeff, the 420 chef and other people in the space. And it's very, this is the year also of all of us in our space, in the more grocery like space to hang together, stay tight and propel this thing to where it needs to go. So on that very positive note, we're going to close this segment and we're going to come back with our favorite seg- segment here, which I'm now calling the Stony Story. And that's where our guest, Larry Wu, will tell us, hopefully, something that has happened to him <laughs> under the influence of marijuana. Absolutely. We'll be right back with Dazed and Infused. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart Pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, Smart Pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart Pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million Smart Pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Dazed and Infused. 
Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back on Dazed and Infused with Larry Wu. Larry, when we left it, we're talking about professional people in the cannabis space. And I just want to ask you, because I've seen your very dynamic LinkedIn. I've read a lot about you. How did you recognize that your skill set, other than you like weed, um, your skill set value added a lot to Stonebush or the cannabis business? Where, what brought you to that? I think it's like it's it's like anything else new is if you can find a good application for your skill set in that new emerging market, I think you'll you'll create value for yourself and for your skills. Right and on. so that's kind of how I approach a lot of things. It's like if you're gonna be in a market, one, you better be good at it, and two, you better bring some value to it and make people money. Right. And so I think if I can apply things that I've learned from other um, experiences I have into the cannabis space, especially it's really easy now to bring in your skills and the knowledge and the professional say experience that I have from the, the, what do you call it? The legitimate food industry, you know, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of traditional F and B. Yeah. Yeah, traditional is a better way to put it. But um, if I can make the cannabis industry more like the traditional food industry, I think it'll be better for one, my clients, two, the products that I work on, the companies that I that I'm helping start, um, like Stonebush. It's only right. going to help. Yeah, let me ask you just very direct question here because I ask this to a lot of our guests before we move into the Stony Story segment: is is working cannabis making you happy? Absolutely. It's, it's that, you know, I always get excited by new things anyway, but it's a new frontier and a new challenge. And it's, it can be fun, huh? Aggravating and really can be. Yeah, it can be aggravating. But again, it's it. If if you come at it with that feeling that you're really not saving lives, you know, you're just just (laughs) selling weed based products, right? How could it not be fun? How could it? Right. Don't don't get too serious about what we're really doing. Right. So, yeah. Well, and like that leads us to the next thing. So I have been very fond of saying in the last year, the weed business and uh, cannabis business has gotten a little serious. So I like to call this next segment Stony Story. And that's kind of our guess. Cheech and Chong moments where they have these things that like, wow, I can't believe that just happened to me or, you know, one of these things. And Larry, if you, if you want to share with the people at home, just something that occurred with you and cannabis and how it, how it made you feel and whether it was embarrassing, fun or just crazy. Oh, it, was t- it, it was totally embarrassing. And there's one, when we tell this story and my friends retell it, it only gets funnier, right? So you had to, one, I'm going to warn you, you had to be there, but okay. two, it really, it really is one of those that in a certain group of friends of mine, all you have to do is say, you know, 
vape and just everyone will start busting out because it's, you know, one of those shortcuts to that story. But past summer was my 40th high school reunion. And right. So we graduated from high school in Spain again on a, on an air force base. And so a lot of my friends are all over the U S so we decided to have our reunion here in Seattle. Well, uh, Washington state is it's recreational use is legal. And so we had, you know, uh, a weekend of, of endless enjoyment at my house in the right backyard. I had a little bonfire going, right? And so we're smoking cigars, drinking bourbon late at night, and my buddy it pulls out his vape, and, and he goes, hey, I just picked this up at that store down the street from your house. You want to try it? And I said, well, I've never vaped. And I said, how do I do it? He says, well, you hit it like a joint. And, well, that was <laughs> that was a big mistake. I hit it like... I, I was on the end of a joint, right? Oh, <laughs> so God. I took that big, I thought my lungs were scarred from the heat and yeah. I coughed out a blue cloud that filled the whole backyard. And these guys were just laughing. I couldn't talk for a while, but two minutes later, I was just so gone. I mean, I was lit. I was, I was just, Hammer. it was bad, you know? And Hammer. here it is late at night where we've got a fire going. And I can't even open my eyes. And I'm telling these guys, you got to put the fire out you gotta, before I go to bed. You, and they had to drag me into the house and they were going to lay me on the couch in the family room. And I'm telling them, no, this couch isn't as comfortable as the one in the living room. <laughs> and so picky, they're like, picky. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we got to drag your fat ass all the way over another 50 feet. And I'm like, it's, I'm telling you, it's better for sleeping. So they <laughs> lay me on the couch put a chair on and it so I won't like roll off the couch and fall on the floor. And my wife is running around cleaning up after, you know, 30 of my friends are over, right? She walks by, she sees me. This is about midnight. She, she gets right in my face. She goes, what happened to you? I said, I can't move. And she goes, you're so stupid. And just <laughs> off. all right, Larry. Well, that's a good place to that's a good place to end this one. And also, I have to say, for people at home, being embarrassed in front of your friends when you're stoned is one of the best things that can happen to you. <laughs> Absolutely, part of the community. It means you're alive, and it means you're vital. Larry, thanks very, very much for being with us today, and I really appreciate you telling people how it is and nods and all. And I hope to to meet you in person soon. It'd be great. And Larry Wu, Stonebush Beverage Company, brought to you tonight by Shuggies, the agave and sugar with THC added. Now in single packs, you can find us at shuggies.com, S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S.com, and look for us at a dispensary near you. We're up and down the state of California, and look for us. We're a great drink. Also, Hazy came up, and we've got more Hazy events coming up in Los Angeles. Look for a Hazy event near you. Larry, thanks again, and good night. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited 